0: Hello, and welcome to Tour of Truth with Krista and company. Today's company, I am delighted to be here with Betsy Roy. We are on location here in Israel, and it's not just Betsy. I've got Tina Grant with us as well. Also, Blessing Wachaku and Teresa Gardner. Betsy, we're very privileged to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with you a little bit about Women of the Word, and really, your ministry is the reason that we're all here. Mm -hmm. This is such a blessing to just be in this land. The heart in your ministry is is to introduce people to their spiritual heritage yes
1: can absolutely. you speak a little bit about yes, that? Absolutely. I have several goals for an amazing Israel adventure. One of them is that we really explore our spiritual ancestry. Many people today are very much interested in their ancestry, their physical ancestry, where they came from, who their parents were, their grandparents, etc. And that's a wonderful thing. But as believers in the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, his Hebrew name, Yeshua, it's important for us to know where we came from spiritually, and we have an incredible ancestry. Obviously, it goes back all the way to the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis. We have Abraham, who is the father of faith and the father of nations. And Abraham was the first man in the Bible to be called Hebrew. He is a Hebrew. We have this incredible ancestry, both in the Old Testament, which are the Hebrew scriptures, and in the New Testament. And Jesus was Jewish.
0: And speaking yeah. of Abraham, I yeah. just have to say, yeah. I was blown away today. Yeah. We visited Abraham's gate. I actually didn't even realize that Abraham's gate existed honestly yeah. to see a gate that is 4,000
1: years old yes it's incredible isn't it I have to say I did not see that on my first trip to Israel but I did on my second and it was extremely moving to me and there again there was that thinking of our God is the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and then when you stand and actually see a physical representation of that it's very moving pictures do not do this justice you absolutely have to be there's you know location 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 thing you know that we talk about in real estate and you can look at pictures of homes but until you actually see the home you don't know what it really looks like or really what it feels like and i think coming to israel is for many people especially believers it is a feeling of coming home and in that home there's a big family And that family didn't start with Jesus. It's obviously very important, but that family goes way, 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 way back. There's a lineage even that's mentioned in the book of Matthew, for example, that Jesus had. So what about that lineage? What about that spiritual lineage? And how does that affect us as believers in Jesus today? There's much to be learned.
0: And it really helps the Bible to come alive. Yes. It really does. To put your feet in the same footsteps and to see the excavations of these places like Magdala, which is from the first century.
1: It is first yeah. century. Magdala is a very exciting site because it's newer. It's a more recent excavation. And it is a first century synagogue where some of the other locations like Capernaum have a fourth century synagogue. So here we go to a first century synagogue and we know Jesus walked throughout the Galilee into the towns, right? Teaching, preaching, and healing. And so he would have gone to Magdala. We know that this is a very authentic area. I came my first time and it was overwhelming. that experience really was, just in what you saw, your feelings, that feeling of home. One of my missions in coming this time was Mm -hmm. to really be able to dwell in the history. Yeah, it's so very rich. I think it gives a new depth of understanding and revelation when you read the Bible. You read it with new eyes. You read it in a deeper way. The Lord speaks to us through the land. He speaks to us through creation. We're in the Galilee today, and it's not desert here, right? right. We are going to see some desert in the south, but it's not desert up here. That
0: Israel. in itself is an incredible prophecy because the people were scattered. God said he scattered the people throughout Israel because of their disobedience that right. he would do that for a time and that during that time that this land would be a wasteland, it would be desolate That's and right. it remained that way for nearly 2000 years. That's right. And then he said this nation would be born in one day. Yes. And in one day we can look at history and yes. we can see May 14th, 1948, Israel became a nation. We're having prophecy come alive right before our eyes yes. in our time. 2,000 years that the Bible sort of set dormant with regard to these prophecies. Yes. As a result of that, some of the church probably didn't know what to do with those scriptures, which is why a lot of replacement mm-hmm. theology that's slipped in. Tr- that's right. And so now the correction of getting rid of this replacement theology and yes. bringing people to the understanding that God still has a plan for Israel, and we're watching this unfold. Amen.
1: And that his word is still true today, you know, so his promises are still the same. Yes. It has not changed. That's right. He made a covenant, right? He made a covenant with the Jewish people. An eternal one. An eternal covenant. And if God were to break that covenant, then what's to say he wouldn't break a covenant with us, right? So he we know he can't. He's not a man that he should lie. So he cannot break his covenant. He still has a plan and a purpose for the Jewish people. And that is in them coming back to their ancestral homeland, occupying it, taking taking the promises of God and really seeing them happen in front of their eyes. We know that there's still a veil. We know that, you know, there's many people in Israel, a vast majority of them, of course, who really are still very secular, even Jewish people that are very secular, who don't have faith in Jesus as Messiah. But there is a growing remnant because God always has a remnant, right? There's a growing remnant of Messianic believers, Jewish people that believe Jesus is the Messiah, and also a growing population. Population of Arab people that are coming to faith in Jesus and that's so exciting
0: yes and from the people that you've introduced us to even on this trip we've been able to see that that is not only just growing but it's rapidly growing
1: yes That's definitely increasing. You know, probably 50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, there was maybe a handful of Jewish believers in Jesus. And now that population is approximately 22,000. That's still a small percentage of the entire population. It's about less than half of 1%. But it's an increase. It's a sign. And God is beginning. And I think we're seeing that even in how rich and green the land is while we're here. And as we've talked to believers in the land, that they're seeing an exponential increase, a multiplication of non-believers coming to be believers in Jesus. How exciting. We
0: we spoke with Carolyn and Richard Hyde last night about the prophecy where the Lord said that the Jewish people would be blinded for a time until the fullness of the Gentiles came in. And so where I think this is so important for us to pay attention to as the church is that this is actually happening. The light bulb is coming on. Yes, You know, because for all of this time, you know, you were talking about there was a handful, but for such a time this. You know, we're in a new season of the harvest, and we can see it. Although nobody knows the day or the hour, the Lord told us to watch. When we see these things begin to happen, to know that he's at the door. Right. So
1: it's definitely a big sign. I think it's a huge sign. The church started off Jewish. We have to remember that, you know, the believers at the beginning, the believers in the book of Acts, the 3,000 that came to faith on the day of Pentecost, they were there for the feast of Pentecost. These were Jewish people. So we have the church really for about the first probably 12 years or so being almost entirely Jewish and it wasn't until we have Cornelius coming to faith in the book of Acts chapter 10 and we talked about that at Caesarea by the Mm -hmm. sea where Cornelius was and Peter was sent to Cornelius Peter had a revelation that now salvation was also to go to to the the Gentiles not just to the Jewish people so when you stand in that place and you see wow salvation is being given to the Gentiles and we have the birthing of what we would call the gentile church today that's so exciting to read that on location
2: it is and on my own side i'm really very very excited to be here this is my first time of stepping my feet on the land of Israel Mm. i really feel at home and yesterday we were on the sea of galilee in a boat i felt like this was the boat christ was in (laughs) and this is the same sea he walked upon yes can you imagine imagine that i'm feeling revival I actually encourage every Christian, man or woman, to please make it a point of duty to come to Israel in your lifetime. You will have an incredible experience that you have no mouth to explain. We're so blessed that you came to be with us.
1: And even though we are a women's ministry for the Amazing Israel Adventure, we do invite the men to come as well. So the husbands are welcome to come. We have several men on the trip. So the trips to Israel are not just for women because we're all part of the family of God. Amen. And we both need to see what the Lord has done in the land. This is what is exciting about Israel. It's not just the history, but it's what's going on in the land today. And how does that point us prophetically to the future of what God is doing?
0: This is your 14th year coming, correct? Correct. It's
1: my 14th trip. Yes. Most of those are tours. I do do some ministry trips as well with small groups of women where we have more time to visit with believers. But the goal of a tour is not sightseeing. It's that you get the feeling face of Israel. As people, we connect people to people. So it's very important to me to take time on our trips to visit with believers in the land, both Jewish believers and Arab believers, like Rania that we met yesterday. And you're very
0: involved as well. You know, I've noticed yeah. that with the local believers that you've been able to introduce us to. We've gone to the Carmel congregation, yes. you know, and you've had us meet with different people that are actually doing ministry on the ground here and we've been able yeah. to pray with them and to worship with them.
1: One of my goals too is that you really Begin to love Israel, but not just for what it was, but for what it is. And you love the land, yes, but we have to love the people. We didn't have those experiences when we came before. Mm-hmm. And this time, doing that, I feel really connected yes, with the people. Exactly. That's one of my big goals to connect you with people because the Lord will begin to put a greater burden of prayer for you. And that's really what I'm always prayerful about. When people go home, they will feel that they have connected with people in Israel and that they will pray for for not just the land, but they will pray for actual people and especially pray for believers because they need our encouragement. They are a minority here. Some of them actually do get persecuted, especially the Orthodox Jewish people. So it's really important that we raise up a level of intercession uh, for the people in Israel.
0: And you were speaking of the heritage in the beginning of our conversation, Mm -hmm. just to kind of bring that full circle for those listening that might not understand how does that apply to them spiritually? Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, the Bible does tell us that we are grafted in to Israel. Yes, and So we need to have an awakening as a church to realize that everything that was in place for Israel was always intended to Israel, for Israel, and is still intended for Israel. And we have been adopted, grafted in. That's right. There is the verse that says, not all that are Israel are Israel. Yeah. And meaning that those that have been grafted in now have become part of the branch. That's right. We're part of Israel
1: now. So that is the heritage you're speaking absolutely yes we're grafted into this olive tree right the Lord uses the picture of an olive tree and some of the branches were broken off right so the Jewish people the original branches were broken off in order that we could be grafted in but the Bible also says in Romans that we are not to be prideful in that right Right. because if God has broken off the original branches he could break us off as well but yet he also says if he has broken them off does he not also have the power to graft that original branch back in And that's what he's doing. He's bringing about the one new man, talked about in Ephesians chapter 2, right? The one new man, the coming together of the Jew and the Gentile in Messiah, in Jesus. We only come together in Jesus, right? That beautiful olive tree will be full and complete when both are in together.
0: And just for anyone who might be struggling with that, just to clarify that and confirm it in Scripture, you know, it tells us that there is not male nor female, there's not Jew nor Gentile, that we are all one in Christ. This one new man you're speaking of, we're watching this happen in the land.
1: Yes. God is doing it in different parts of the earth, too. Of course, there are Jewish people that are coming to faith in Jesus also in other parts of the world. And we also, of course, want to pray into that. But it's very exciting when you see it actually happening in the land of promise God's promised land is bearing great fruit spiritually but also physically right? right I think that's one thing Teresa loved seeing
3: I absolutely have I mean I've been totally overwhelmed with you know all the almond trees the fig trees and everything that we have seen it's just blown my mind in fact there's a passage in Micah 4 that specifically speaks about the last days of people coming to Jerusalem mm-hmm. to visit the Lord's temple and Micah writes that when it comes to the Jewish people in the last days each of the Will sit under his vine and under his fig tree, Mm -hmm. and I just think that's so awesome. I mean, I just think I'm almost trying to figure out whether I'm Jewish or not. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm like, you know, because listen, just the fact that I'm here is totally God's hand, yes, because you know, this was not anything that I had intended on doing, yeah, you know, just wasn't in the place with my business to be able to walk away from it, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just everything lined up, and then I walk away from my business for all these days, yeah, for two. Two weeks sure, to be able and to do that's that. That's a long time. Yeah, and everything be under control, yes. you know, without me being there. So it's just totally God's hand. And I just, I feel totally at home. I, I was speaking to my husband the other night and he said, Well, does it feel like a foreign land? And I said, Absolutely not. It's home. Yes. It's absolutely home to me. And so I don't think I ever want to walk away. I'm trying to figure out how in the world I can move here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <I> like, <laughs> What's my husband going to say when I go home and say, you know, I think we're going to move to Israel.
2: (laughs) There is a spiritual connection when you're here, especially some of us today that had a baptism, immersion baptism at the river Jordan Mm -hmm. where Christ himself was baptized. Mm -hmm. We felt like deep spiritual connection with the Lord himself. It is an amazing experience.
1: Yes. The Lord is good. And I love what you said about coming home because I felt that the first time too. But the first time that I was, here. I remember when I left, I thought a piece of my heart has stayed here. I knew that. And I never at that time thought I would come back. To say that I would ever have come to Israel 14 times is exceedingly abundantly above anything I ever thought or imagined. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought the first time was going to be my only time. And that was awesome. And I was thrilled the Lord made the way for us to come. But to come back and to get to know more of his land and to connect with believers in the land is beyond anything that i ever ever imagined and the second time and maybe this will happen to you we'll see the second time that i saw jerusalem i cried the first time but i think i cried the second time even more it was very overwhelming it's still overwhelming to me there's times i walked the land or i driven through the land not always on a bus cuz i have rented a car and driven in israel a couple of 3 times you are brave uh, because uh, not all <laughs> not all of the signs have english on them i have a good gps god right <laughs> anyway Amen. There's times it's overwhelming when you see it and, you know, brings tears to your eyes and you just are so thankful and grateful to be here, to have really the privilege to be here because there's many, many people. There's even Jewish people that cry this out at their Shabbat meals, you know. They cry next year in Jerusalem at Passover. Next year in Jerusalem, that's something that they say. So we're very privileged, really, and blessed of the Lord to be able to come here.
0: Absolutely. I have to say, I have been so tickled with our driver who you've known I guess all of these years yes. I'm probably going to go home saying the enemy because yeah. he is so funny we are on the bus and the other buses that are coming at us he refers to them as the enemy yeah so if we see other buses somewhere because he's trying to get us in and out of places before all of the enemies come yeah because it'll be it'll be too populated yes. and we'll ha- be stuck there so yeah. you've got a really smart driver yes yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the guy. they are a wonderful team, and I've worked with them for many years, and uh, we've gotten to know each other, and we have a personal relationship as well as a professional relationship, and they are truly uh, a wonderful team. They're yeah. quite
0: funny, I have yes, to say. Yes, they are. It's they're, good they're, to add a little
1: humor on the trip yeah, as well. they're a blast. But anyway, go to uh, godconferences.com. You can certainly call us. If someone is interested in planning something for their church, I'm certainly willing to talk to them. I do have, thankfully now, connections with believers in the land, and I feel that that is a primary, important, top of my list. I would not come and do a tour without visiting with believers in the land. As much as I love the biblical sites, and I love reading the scriptures, and we try to to really read those scriptures from a Hebraic, first century understanding, you know, hearing what the people in the time of Jesus were hearing. What was he saying? How were they understanding it? Looking at some of the Hebrew words, what their meanings are, because the Hebrew language is so very rich, and it helps us really read the Bible in a much deeper level than just kind of reading it in our vernacular English, you know.
0: We're getting a very authentic background right now. You are. Yes. (laughs) We are in our hotel here, and we've got some people, I think, from a synagogue down the hall that are singing.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. So, shalom, everyone. Shalom,
1: shalom, shalom. Yes.
3: yes. Talking about the, the guide, one thing I want him to get rid of is the rule about staying seated in the bus when we're on the road because okay. I have not been able to stay in my seat. I keep getting up, and I'm going from left to right to take pictures. In the beginning, he would just kind of say, okay, stay in your seat, and I would like sit down, yes. and then before you know it, I'd be back on the other side. So, I think he finally gave up on me. He realized you're the yeah. troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know You're the troubler, troubler of Israel yes I'm the troublemaker and I cannot help myself like Elijah. but it's been so amazing the journey with you guys and just being able to participate in this and have such leadership has just it absolutely has blown thank my you. mind thank I mean you. because I don't know if I could ever have a better experience so I definitely will return back and would love to have you and the same guide and driver I mean I think it's all been wonderful thank you so yeah. much thank you I'm very blessed to have you all on the trip with us
0: well Betsy would you mind closing us in prayer
1: absolutely be my pleasure thank you Well, Father God, we do come before you in the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being in your land. We thank you most especially for the blessing of being with your people, with fellow believers and also with non-believers. We see many Jewish and Arab people walking in the streets, Lord, that need to know you. And so even right now, we pray, Father, for their salvation. We pray that they would come to know Jesus as their Messiah. Messiah. And Father, we bless this land as we're here. We're thankful that while we're here, we can speak blessing to it. So we bless the land and we bless the people, Father God. And Lord, I also bless those that are listening and I ask you to ignite in them, Father, a desire to know you more by coming to Israel and by gaining a deeper love for your people that live here. We bless you, O God, in the name of Jesus, Shem Yeshua. Amen.
0: Amen. If you'd like to hear this podcast again, or if you'd like to hear another one, you can find us at touroftruth.com. We'll look forward to chatting with you again soon.